Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brain Stuff, this is Christian Sager. The very word Satanism conjures up titillating images of orgies, cults, and violence. And popular culture from Rosemary's Baby to some metal bands have convoluted the truth about it even further. Satanism in the real world is not about the Christian version of Satan, though. In fact, you might be surprised that it's associated with ideas a lot of us value in the modern day, individualism and nonconformity. While in the past the label of Satanist was used to demonize opponents, since the 1960s, Satanism has been adopted by a few small movements, none of which are actually devil worshippers. As Bjorn Durandal, James R. Lewis, and Jesper A. Peterson are experts on this subject, and they argue that Satanism was actually invented. It's simply a philosophical position statement that borrows from other traditions. It's also considered a contemporary religious movement. But 
why would you call yourself a Satanist? Well, let's review the history of the term so we can better understand why someone might appropriate it to shock people into thinking differently. We'll start with accusations of Satanism throughout history. Individuals have been charged with worshiping Satan for centuries, usually when they were deemed heretical or undesirable by officials within the Christian church. Even the famous Knights Templar of the Catholic Church were expelled as Satanists in the 13th century. But in the 1980s and 1990s, we experienced a resurgence of, quote, satanic panic, linked to reports of animal sacrifice and ritualistic killing. It was claimed that these Satanists were sacrificing humans and forcing their victims to consume urine, feces, and blood. The media sensationalized this panic, reaching its height when Geraldo Rivera claimed he exposed it as a secret religion in 1988 on a television special called Devil Worship, Exposing Satan's Underground. This special blamed heavy metal, sex, drugs, and angry teenagers for supposed Satanism, and hysteria involving accusations of abuse at daycares and nurseries became rampant. One of the most publicized incidents in the early 1990s involved the murder conviction of three teenagers known as the West Memphis Three. Though found guilty, they were released in 2011 with the revelation of DNA evidence from the scene of the crime. You might be wondering right now about captured murderers like, say, Charles Manson, Richard Ramirez, or David Berkowitz, who were all connected to devil worship. This may be true, but other than a few individuals over the centuries, there's no evidence of significant organized efforts to establish a satanic church until the late 20th century. Even then, the Pew Research Center estimates that Satanism is so tiny, even together with followers of non-traditional religions like Native American spirituality or Scientology, it accounts for only 1.5% of the population. Now, modern Satanism began with the founding of the Church of Satan by Anton LaVey in 1966, and this eventually led to three different groups. The focus of this movement was basically self-improvement. LaVey himself once characterized it as Ayn Rand with trappings. So there's a little bit of libertarianism in there, too. LaVey saw Christian churches as hypocritical, so he formed his own. In his teachings, LaVey argues that life was a struggle for the individual that wanted to develop their potential. Their rituals are aimed at helping followers shed their character flaws. Typically, people joined LaVey because they felt his movement had similar beliefs and ideas to their own. But they see Satan as a symbol that represents free will. They don't actually believe in a red-skinned, horned force of evil. Now, Anton LaVey led the movement for a little over 30 years, but he died in 1997. The church still exists today, and it just celebrated its 40th anniversary in 2006. This leads us to the second group. One of LaVey's priests split from the Church of Satan in 1975 and started his own group called the Temple of Set, which is named for the Egyptian deity. They accused LaVey of going astray from his own teachings, and the Temple of Set says its mission is to help individuals realize their purpose through self-awareness. And there's lots of other small offshoot groups, but the last major Satanist institution is called the Temple of Satan. This group was formed in 2013, and 
they don't worship Satan either. Mainly, it's just an activist group that exists to challenge inappropriate incursions of mainstream churches in everyday public life. Its rituals are media stunt events designed to mock this and make people think critically about religion. For example, they sought to build a monument to Satan at the Oklahoma State Capitol after the state accepted a Christian monument there. The Temple of Satan saw this as a breach of the barrier between church and state. They've also had events celebrating pop culture that supports their mission, like the recent movie The Witch. When it came out, they took over a deconsecrated church in Hollywood to give it their seal of approval. Now we know that Satanism is really just several small countercultural movements for people who value individualism. And it's not, and never really has been, organized devil worship that results in murder. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube. And for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.